Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Dr. Dave Nickel. Hi, Dave. Welcome. Hey, Sanjay. How are you? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, I'm very good. And thank you for taking the time to to come on onto this podcast. Um, so whereabouts are you today? I'm at home in Brighton. I've got a few things. So I'm, I've kept out the office today because I've got a dot around and take care of a few different things. So uh, I'm, I'm in, in the home office, as it were, i.e. my front room where I've spent most of the last year during COVID. Fantastic. And the weather's slowly improving. You know, I love this time of year when we're getting these to these long days, you know, milder weather. And like, like everyone else, looking forward to some barbecues and uh, maybe meeting some family and friends. <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. Long time coming. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Dr. Dave Nickel has more than 20 years experience in general practice and has held several leadership roles within practice. He speaks at conferences all over the world to talk about his favorite topic of leadership and generally cheerleading for the veterinary profession. I heard you speak at a BMX uh, conference um, in Orlando, uh, Dave, a few years ago, and you were practice manager speaker of the year. Yeah, that was a, that was fun. I, uh, it wasn't it wasn't expected, uh, you know, but it was, it was just some, some just such wonderful speakers there, and you know, and the event is. It's such a crazy event, so you know, it kind of blew my mind to to pick that award up. Um, so it's you know, it's one of the highlights of my career get, getting that. But but just such a good event, and you know, so many memories and friends that I've made there over the years. So it was just you know, perfect, really happy moment. No, it's fantastic. It's an amazing achievement as well. Thank you. So so the title of the podcast is Transforming Veterinary Practice Through Leadership, and we're going to talk about that in about seven minutes. All right, so our time starts now. Question number one, Dave, is who is your ideal client? So the the, the ideal client for for me is somebody who has a business that is functional functional enough to be generating revenue. So they're seeing clients, somebody with clinical skills. Uh, mm. they're, they're doing okay with customers. They're doing okay with animals. But as their business grows, something that was quite easy because you don't have to pay too much attention to people at the start mm-hmm. uh, starts to become incredibly hard. It's it's rather like you know you start wading through something that feels like water, and if you move through water quite slowly, it's you know, it's quite easy to move through it. But when you start to try and pick up the pace, it's like it turns into treacle and it gets harder yeah. and harder. And that's what running a business is like. Um, the more people you add in, the more they're you know the further you the faster you can go but if you get it wrong the more resistance and the slower you're going to go uh because of the the increasing complexity of the system so generally the 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 clients that i really love working with are are clients who they they just want to do good they're good people Mm -hmm. they've got great values that they want to do amazing things with animal care but they're just struggling and and usually the thing they're struggling with the most is how do they manage the time because now they realize well i've got these people and i've got these fires that are going on with my people what do i do in order to be able to manage those fires because i'm completely clinically committed at this point and they've hit the wall um and, and now they're they're really struggling and it starts impacting their well-being mentally physically 
you know, and this is right now, there's, there's just so many people in this position because, you know, business is booming, but, but people are breaking, not just business owners, but obviously people in practice. We've seen this huge increase in pet ownership around the world, yeah. uh, which is, you know, it's great news for veterinary medicine. Uh, you know, if you look from the outside in, but it, in a sense, it couldn't have come at a more delicate moment for us. I'm not going to describe it as a bad moment because I'm not never going to say an increase in clients is a bad thing for a, for a sector. Mm-hmm. Sector without clients is dying. Uh, so this is this is a really incredibly good shot in the arm for us. But it, it was a delicate time where generational change is happening and mm-hmm. the the desires and wants of perhaps. I don't know if I'm doing you a disservice here, Sanjay, but you know, our generation uh, are different to the generation that are coming behind us. And there's we haven't worked out that that what that looks like yet. And of course, now we have this wave of complexity and increased numbers and, and challenging systems to work with within our various lockdowns that are, you know, they're, they're happening differently where you are on the planet. But there's no question that curbside has been an impact on us all and clients are more frazzled and people are more frazzled generally so it's just gotten harder so the ideal client for me is somebody who has got a business that's functioning financially when you look at it but Mm -hmm. is struggling leadership wise that's where i can have the most beneficial impact for that person absolutely and i remember days when i started and i guess everyone who starts a business is exciting at the beginning and you see some good improvement in growth initially and then you get to a point where, like you say, the business becomes a bit more complex, a bit more complicated. There's more people on board. And what got you started isn't enough to keep you going. Yeah, and you need some help. Obviously, you know, nowadays, we're lucky to have people like you who can help us negotiate because there's so many things changing in practice. You know, the technology, the expectations of clients and things like that. And, and we do need to just get our head above the water and see where we're going and get some direction, get some coaching, you know, from someone who's been there, like you. Yeah, yeah. look, 100%, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I'd managed in big practices here in the United Kingdom, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and then, you know, took over a hospital of my own, and, and, and then I opened a second one, and, and there's no question, when you go from one to two, in my mind, that's the hardest transition you'll make, because suddenly you're not there and responsible for everything, mm-hmm. and that's that first bleb into a second location is, is incredibly hard and and i and i you know i tend to counsel people is to ask themselves really deeply why do you want more Mm -hmm. uh you know how will you feel if you if you don't do this uh how would you feel if you did one really really well Mm -hmm. where's your dna sit between the sort of almost the arch entrepreneur who wants to do something exquisitely well Mm there's a sort of virtuoso sort of level and the more scale entrepreneur who wants to have many many things uh and 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 what does success look like it's so individual but i think it's such an important question to to answer uh, because as soon as you move into scale Mm -hmm. yeah you are going to have to absorb a lot of stress and a lot of uh challenge and and completely change your game like it now no longer is about servicing individual clients and marketing it's all about leadership at that point Fantastic. I think you probably answered question two, but uh, question number two, what's the biggest problem your clients face? <laughs> time, 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 time. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I can give you more specificity on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number one reason that, that leaders are struggling is because it's, it's not just time, it's what we choose to focus our time on. Mm-hmm. There are tiers of value in time from, and, and you can attach a dollar value to 
just every activity you do has some form of value attached to it. Mm -hmm. And the problem for all leaders is that the things that are at the lower end of the value chain are the most obvious things to be doing. So you start yeah. with $10 an hour tasks. Well, they're obvious, like administrative tasks, things, things like email, mm -hmm. phone calls, you know, things that anybody could be doing. Uh, and when an owner's doing it, then the owner's value is $10 an hour. Like that's a crazy place for an owner to be playing. Absolutely. Uh, then you go to $100 an hour tasks or, or pounds an hour tasks. Well, that's consulting. Yeah. Really obvious thing for a veterinarian to be doing, right? And if you're a clinical leader owner, as many of us are, then that's where you spend a lot of time. And then you've got thousand pound or dollar in our tasks. And then, okay, now we've got surgery mm -hmm. perhaps falls in there. That feels good because when you do surgery, you know, you're doing the high level profit stuff and mm -hmm. the, the cash register's ringing, happy days. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where we stop. And what we've not realized is that there's, there's tiers above those things that are incredibly important. So, you know, two examples would be hiring good people. And above that, I think, setting your vision, values, purpose, um, and, and setting your strategy. I consider that, that those things to be a hundred thousand pound or dollar an hour tasks, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and, and hiring probably to be minimally 10,000 pound or dollar an hour task. And, and, and yet those things are things that people pay the least attention to. You know, you just have to look at the job adverts people put out there. Mostly they're garbage. Yeah. Um, the amount of energy they put into employer branding and even knowing what that is, zero is the answer. Mm -hmm. And this, there is no strategy in most veterinary practices. It's just show up, service as many people as we can and make payroll. And for many practices, they're not even looking at the accounts frequently. Yeah. Like it's every three months, I'll look yeah. at the accounts when I get them back from the accountant. But yeah. there, there isn't any sense of some anything I would describe as a strategy. And then we wonder why we're just breaking because not only is, are there not having those things, but there is no performance management. There's no, if you don't have purpose, mission, values mm -hmm. uh, mapped out, how can you hire people who Absolutely. are aligned with your values? The answer is you can't, it's going to be luck. So, uh, so that's where you start then having the wheels falling off because you've got poorly aligned people that are then working in cultures that are unintentional. Mm -hmm. and unintentional cultures cultures I, I love the analogy of farming sanjay like mm -hmm. with, with culture um you know that i think it works I, I don't think you build culture i think you farm it and the reason i like that differentiation is because if you if you have a pile of bricks and you choose not to build it you've still got a pile of bricks it's, it's mm -hmm. not going to be a yeah. house but it's not going to be anything worse than that mm -hmm. if with a garden though or a, a field if you choose not to farm it it's going to grow weeds yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. but if if you choose to if if you choose to farm that or, or garden in that that plot of land then you can grow flowers and nutritious vegetables things that are actually beneficial to you um so i i, I love you know the idea of this intention of culture but all of this is kind of invisible stuff nobody teaches you this at pet school and yeah. even <clears throat> business school like the emphasis is not on culture and values on vision it's no. on spreadsheets it's on numbers it's on you know a little bit of hiring but it's not done in any deep and meaningful kind of way that connects everything in this sort of unifying Absolutely. cosmic leadership theory for want of a better phrase so mm -hmm. uh you know but those things are the massive high value things but because they don't pay the bills, people are stuck. We are addicted to being on what I call the hamster wheel. So yeah. we are stuck doing clinical work, making loads of money, but the wheels are falling off. What I say to people is, if you're going to move out of your situation of pain, 
for something something new to grow, something old has to die, and some of that has to be some of your time that you were dedicating Absolutely. clinically has to be reallocated someplace else. And people freak out when I say that, but I can't possibly do that. So, well, can you keep on doing the same thing? No. What's going to happen if you do that? I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Okay, well, so can you really not do this other thing? And and the answer is people are just making a choice to work on the thing that they understand and they're not working on the thing they don't understand and that's what's giving them an awful lot of pain. So it's it's time and, and prioritization of things that really matter and they're just not the same as a leader. Absolutely. You make a good point. You know, time may be the most valuable thing that we have even as human beings. And from personal experience, you know, like you say, getting past that initial stage, then things become chaotic and you spend uh, a lot of time distracted by, by, the, by the less important and you spend your time reacting to events in the practice and you don't spend enough time sitting down and making good decisions which is what is needed in veteran practice you know we're making decisions on the run and it all stems from that lack of time that we just really we don't have time to to spend time thinking which is what you're talking about strategy and planning it's got to be built right like you know and spend yeah yeah absolutely yeah, I, th I think thinking is you know thinking is such an important thing yeah and it's the linkage of that to doing that brings real value absolutely so our time is passed but we're going to continue then <laughs> that's all Sorry. right question number uh, three what are the i think we've covered them what are the typical symptoms again that people experience with their problems so you talked a lot about that the mental health you know they're getting stressed and all that is anything else you want to add to that yeah no i think it's you know um either poor financial performance ah. but that's not it, they can actually have very good financial performance mm -hmm. and still be breaking mm -hmm. so it's not exclusive but it's there, there will it's that associated with how much do you love what you're doing ah yeah i think that's one of the most important measures that you know when any any of my clients i, I like like how much how in love with what you're doing are you mm -hmm. and for most of them they're not in love with it anymore they're they're just hating it they're feeling trapped by by what yeah. they're in yeah and and i see my job not really as helping to teach them leadership i see my job as helping them to fall back in love with their practices again because mm -hmm. business business ownership is either you know it's it's challenging it's stressful there's always going to be that low level mm -hmm. stress that comes with doing something that carries this much responsibility mm -hmm. but it can be absolutely brilliant and fun and something that energizes you and you know i wake up in the morning i'm like damn i got another shot having another yeah. go at this today i'm pumped yeah. um or it can be a total and utter nightmare where you're just stressed you're worried about everything and 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 it starts affecting your, you know, your mental health, your relationships around work, um, your well-being. So I, I think the happiness of the individual has to be measured. Their, their sense of contentment and their sense of happiness, uh, not not success as defined by them, not as mm -hmm. defined by anything extrinsic, extrinsic mm -hmm. to them. So the, I mean, that might be extrinsic things that they find successful, like money, but it might also be doing good, um, you know, yeah. things that make them feel good. So, um, so I think it's it's performance of business. Mm -hmm. It's also staff retention and mm -hmm. what is the happiness of the team. And so we, you know, I, I teach people to measure their cultural, um, you mm -hmm. know, what is a cultural score, 
yeah. and you can do that very, there's some very simple measures you can do to to, to measure culture yeah. um, and, and owner happiness because if you've got a happy owner a happy team and your business is making money like to do that in veterinary medicine by definition you have to be doing good medicine as well right so that's kind of baked in yeah because um, you don't have happy teams unless you've got good yeah. medicine but those three things for me are I think the most important thing absolutely and you know you mentioned um, college medicine that that underpins everything but it's the way you deliver that medicine and the way your your team perceive perceives how you're doing that that's that's really important and sadly yeah I've seen a lot of people become really disgruntled with the profession you know not happy with it and if we can find a way like you're proposing to to bring the joy back wouldn't that be something wouldn't that be transforming for this whole industry that we that we work that- in yeah, I think I think transformative is that's what that's what I'm shooting for. Uh, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me. I, I don't I don't buy the corporates are all bad, independents are all good. I think that's a lot of bullshit. I think there I think it comes down to individual leaders mm-hmm. are either skillful or not. Okay. And and if you change that one single thing, if you improve the skill of leadership, then you would build better teams. Uh, around better articulated visions and better teams who work ha- more happily together, they'd work the same hours. They'd do they'd do the same good work. They just the, the difference would be they would they would enjoy that work they're doing together. They would feel connected to something bigger than themselves. They'd be meeting their human needs. Yeah. Veterinary medicine has the potential to score incredibly highly on on being a nourishing career. And and for I, I believe the reason that we're not is is it's leadership. It's a lack of leadership. And it's just made worse because when you've got a crappy system in the first instance and then you overload that system, mm-hmm. then you've got a massive problem. And that's where we find ourselves right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so question number four. Obviously, people try and solve these problems by themselves. So what are the common mistakes that people make um, when they try and solve those problems? Work harder, work harder, work harder. If I just do more hours, if I just do more hours, I'll get through it. And the answer is, yeah, you won't. Uh, yeah. uh, that that is sort of instinctively where we go to as as sort of particularly in business ownership. You you perhaps got the slightly more type A personalities who believe they can take on the world. It's almost a necessary prerequisite of mm-hmm. stepping onto the pitch. Um, but the other mistake is hiring the wrong people. And of course, in order to hire the right people, you have to then create the criteria for what good looks like, mm-hmm. which comes back to working out what the heck the values are for the practice. Yeah. Uh, whereas people tend to, they hire based on skills. Mm. They don't so much focus on values or if at all. And and so we're, we're lucky if we get somebody that, that sees the world the way we do. But mm-hmm. most of the time that, that doesn't happen. So I, you can trace just about every problem in practice back to a poor hiring decision on behalf of either the practice or the individual. We are we are both equally complicit in this, this charade that we call a recruitment process. And, yeah. and right now, because there's so few vets around, practices will just take whatever they can to keep the doors open, which of course is a, a total recipe for, for disaster. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, you make an important point there. Um, I think some time ago I thought, okay, you can't hire for just for skill. You need to hire for attitude. But you bring an important other element when you mention values. Yeah, um, it's the values of the person that matters. You know, don't hire a person who just wants a job. Hire somebody who wants a kind of a career. You know, and um, 
with uh, the sort of leadership and culture that um, that you've engendered in the practice. But it needs a good leader, like you say. It needs someone who's thought about it. Fantastic. And question number five, what's one valuable free action, Dave, that someone listening to this can implement that may help them solve that problem? Yeah, well, something I found very, very useful, but because you've got to start making new habits. If you want to, if you want change to happen, you have to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And for new things to grow, old things have to die. Because most of the time, we're trading, we're trading one thing for another. We have this very finite, incredibly valuable resource. It's not called Bitcoin; it's called time. Yeah. And and so for me, I think creating some time some you time to think is one of the most powerful things you can do as a leader and so for me what that looks like is i wake up at six o'clock every morning and i i get my iphone i do not check social media i do not check email i don't check the news nothing like that i, mm -hmm. I put my earphones in and i go for uh you know a, a three kilometer walk not a long walk it's a mm -hmm. brisk walk to get some blood flowing then i sit on the beach and i do 10 minutes of sort of breathing guided you know, breathing meditation, mm -hmm. and then the sun's kind of coming up at that point. So I'm, I'm sort of greeting the sun and, and thanking, thanking the universe for another crack at, at this time. And mm -hmm. whilst I've done that three kilometer walk, I'm plugging into podcasts that enrich me in some way and help me grow and develop as a leader. So mm -hmm. you know, one of my jobs now is as the leader of the Vedex community um, is to is to bring new content new ideas to challenge the community to think differently mm -hmm. and so so for me a lot of my my working week now is spent as a student out there just mm -hmm. being curious as heck about what's happening in the world of leadership mm -hmm. um and and improving my skills as a leader not just for the community but for my teams um mm -hmm. so you know it's it's this is a passion this is just an, an absolute love of mine to to learn this stuff so I think that I get immense insight and, and I usually have an absolutely brilliant idea, something I can focus on uh, that really links to a bigger bigger picture goal that I'm trying to achieve mm. when I'm giving myself that space to, to think. Whether I've got challenges or whether it's opportunities, fires to put out or opportunities to, to take advantage of, if I, can get, if I can build that one hour of clarity combined with a bit of exercise and mindfulness into my day, I've just started my day on the right foot and I've lost yeah. nothing. Because if you've got kids and they're getting up about seven, you got up, you, you know, you, you you stole something from the day. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and probably what you have to do is to go to bed an hour earlier. Well, you know, good, you need to sleep. Your mind, your, your mind will work better for it. So that, that would be a habit that you could put in place that then can be leveraged when you get better at all the other things you need to do for leadership. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's an important habit, um, Dave. So for people listening to this who say, oh, you know, there aren't enough hours in the day anyway. You know, how do you expect me to do this? That's precisely the reason they need to do this. The people that don't have time, this is exactly why they need to do this. Find that place of solitude, time to think, just to ground themselves again and become creative. You know, uh, I'm a big believer in meditation and journaling and stuff like that. And I feel it just gives me time time to think. And it sets up the day. People like to leave things until the end of the day, which is what I used to I used to do. You just never get the time to, to do the, yeah, the you're, walk. You're exhausted, the, right? Yeah, and you're exhausted. So the best tip, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, is do it in the morning, like, like what you said. Fantastic. Okay, great. Let's go to question number six. 
Um, what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that uh, will further help with that, uh, Dave? Well, you asked for a landing page and mm-hmm. and actually we've got about 300 landing pages crammed full of really, mm-hmm. really useful content. And I thought it's, it's much more useful for somebody because I don't know exactly what an individual's struggles are, mm-hmm. but I know roughly the groups of areas that people will be struggling mm-hmm. with. And so on, on the Vetex International website, mm-hmm. there's an enormous number of free articles, um, okay. eBooks, podcast episodes there's there's more than 150 podcast episodes approaching 200 articles um three or four ebooks um there's just an incredible array of content on there that's all designed it's all completely free um to help practice owners build better businesses through leadership and to help veterinarians learn the professional skills they need to cope with a life in practice uh, so it's the non-clinical skills and that resource grows every week i think we publish mm-hmm. three to five new articles um, a podcast every week goes up on there so it's just it's just an incredibly deep resource which so it's okay. vetexinternational.com it's okay. all available fantastic and i've been on there and yeah they've got a lot of stuff on their days a lot of useful <laughs> stuff to be fair Good. You've been building. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, question number seven. What's the one question that I should have asked you that would give great value to our audience? Hmm. Um, I think you asked some, some very good questions. Uh, I think I don't... The reason I struggle with the question a little bit is uh, because I'm not sure I have all of the answers or to know exactly what the killer question is because it's so individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I would say, I think that I think the question people have to ask themselves is so fundamental. And, and it's this this one is really like peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do incredible work, the question you have to ask yourself is, why am I doing this? Why am I doing any of it? Mm-hmm. And and if you can get to the bottom of that question with clarity and go, I'm doing this because blah, whatever blah is, mm-hmm. and you you connect to that in a very, very profound way, then I think you're doing the thing you're on this planet to do. Absolutely. And if you if you can't answer that question with a solid conviction, you know, if it's like, oh, because 30 years ago, this was just what people did, mm-hmm. or, you know, the, uh, to make my dad proud, and now my yeah. dad's passed away, or, or I don't know, I, I, I just did it because everyone else was doing it. They're all really crappy reasons to do something. Yeah, y- You have to have a why to accompany your what. Uh, if you're just doing a what, then you're on the grind. And I, you know, I, I don't have an answer as how you get off that grind other than stop and find your why. Because there really is only one go at this thing. I, I consider myself so fortunate to have found a career in veterinary medicine as a clinician, which for 17, 18 years deeply satisfied my why. My why was about people, not about animals. Yeah. yeah. But to have now found a second half of my career and transitioned through to that, you know, and this this one's probably been 15 years in the making as yeah. part of my career, 
but to have found a new why where I get to work with all these amazing people in our profession who have got enormous, not enormous potential, they're doing crazy, crazy good things, but they're suffering for their art. And it doesn't need to be like that. But it's such a privilege to get to work with and hear the stories of and just be part of the journey of these guys. So Sanjay, I think that's the, the, the question there would mm. be, um, why you know how how do people find their why or, or or how do people stay engaged motivated and in love with their business and the answer is find your why Absolutely. deeply search for that thing and that's so very insightful dave because um you know you mentioned that your why can change it doesn't have to be the why you started with yeah but you can always find a why a why i think and we're blessed to be in this profession because you know it's such a broad profession and we can find a different why sometimes you know within that something that um, you know we find a passion towards maybe um, but a reason a reason to do what we do and you know a reason to wake up in the morning and uh, and do what we do wow yeah thank you thank you so much Dave that was um, yeah it was really good really interesting I don't think we did it in seven minutes but <laughs> that's I suspected right. that might but, be a problem. No, 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 no. But you know, I'm sure our listeners have found that really interesting, really useful, really valuable. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. No, thank you for having me, and um, good luck for your projects as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening.